In this episode, you will discover the unbelievable impact your hormones has on bloating. Welcome to Gut Reactions, a podcast helping women to break free from symptoms, master their gut health and reclaim their lives. Here we talk all things IBS and absolutely nothing is off the table. I'm your host, Otavia, a nutritional therapist, and you guessed it, I'm an IBS warrior myself. In this podcast, we'll talk about the impact IBS has on our daily lives, how we can live well with IBS, and most importantly, how we could heal our IBS symptoms for good. Because let's be honest, living with IBS can be a little bit shit. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Gut Reactions and this week we are talking all about why the hell is bloating so common in women with IBS or just in women without IBS sometimes we do be bloating. So by the end of this episode you will know what actually causes bloating in the first place, how to reduce bloating and why our menstrual cycle has such a big impact on bloating for a lot of us. So if this is something that you experience then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about there's certain times of the month where you just bloat right and if you feel like maybe you're not sure if that affects you I'm telling you just keep tracks on it throughout the, the month maybe if you have like a period track um tra- tracker app then note it down because honestly there'll be certain times of the month for most of us where it's more prevalent and has more of an impact so let's get into it We're also going to be talking about the most outrageous advice at the end of the episode, the most outrageous advice ever, ever, ever for someone with IBS. And hopefully none of you have experienced this uh, this advice, but we will um, be looking at that at the end of the episode. So first up, what causes bloating in the first place? There's probably a lot of things that you've read, maybe heard, maybe a lot of misinformation about what actually causes bloating. But let's have a look at what the real reasons are. So these will be very specific and unique to you and some of them will have more of an impact on you than it will on other people potentially with IBS and you may kind of be a little bit aware of some of the things that cause your bloating or that trigger it mostly. Um, For me it's definitely certain foods I know like if I eat a lot of soya that's a no-go. Stress without a doubt that's the main one Um, and overeating too. yeah those are the main things I think for me I don't know if maybe they resonate with you if you can notice that those things have an impact but generally speaking what actually causes bloating like why do those things cause bloating okay stress but why like what's actually doing to our gut right so the first thing that we've got is the fermentation and die-off of negative bacteria in the gut so this will be particularly true if you tend to always have some level of bloating you might experience more severe bloating at certain times of the month or after eating certain foods or maybe it just feels completely and totally random and you're not sure why you bloat more times than others Um, but if you have a low level of bloating or maybe chronic bloating pretty much consistently then it's probably something that's in your gut consistently right so a lot of the time that could be basically gases coming off of certain bacteria or if bacteria are dying so if you have like negative overgrowth of bacteria like I'm sorry, I'm recording this at like midnight, <laughs> the, the day before release, so sorry if this makes hardly any sense, let me try and rephrase that. So if you have negative bacteria in your gut, so bacteria that we don't want in very high numbers but they've overgrown for some reason, like we've said before in previous episodes, that could be because you've eaten a lot of sugar in your life or you're really stressed and it's kind of just caused some kind of di- disruption in your gut microbiome. If you have a lot of negative bacteria, then 
you can have fermentation so just imagine like gases being let off by those those bacteria or as they die there's a lot of gases and what does gas cause well i mean obviously gas <laughs> but also bloating right another thing in terms of bloating and what causes it in the first place as i mentioned before is stress so i'm not sure if this is something maybe you've noticed if you have acute stress if you suddenly become really stressed you might notice quite a quick um trigger for your bloating or you might just kind of live in a low level state of stress all the time i mean don't we all <laughs> let's be real who doesn't but then maybe you have chronic bloating but why is this so have you heard of the gut brain axis the gut brain axis is basically your gut and your brain are connected so they're literally connected by nerve endings called the vagus well predominantly the vagus nerve right and those nerve endings, it goes from your brainstem all the way through your like chest cavity. It links into certain organs and it intertwines into your gut. So whatever is happening in your gut can affect your brain and whatever is happening in your brain can affect your gut. So if you're stressed and you're having very anxious or negative or stressful thoughts, that activates the vagus nerve of stress, right? And it tells your nervous system, obviously, that you're stressed, which then links into your gut tells your gut that you're stressed which can really impact your microbiome so the bacteria levels in your gut and even if it doesn't do that it then causes a level of inflammation because of the stress hormones that are released you know you've got cortisol all this stuff it basically causes inflammation so you have an inflamed gut which can cause problems with your gut bacteria and then cause bloating so obviously if you have these problems and that's going to cause bloating maybe to respond to those problems when they occur so for example if you have something like candida which is like a yeast overgrowth in the gut if you have a high level of candida and it feeds off sugar when you eat sugar you might then notice that you get more bloating right and then if you also have stress then when you get stressed you might notice that you have more bloating or like we said before, you could have a low level of bloating all the time because these problems might be there constantly or they may have caused so much gut damage that the bloating is just there on, on an ongoing basis, right? But another thing that a lot of people don't really consider or don't think about a lot of the time, and we have touched on this in previous episodes, but improper digestion further up in the digestive tract. So a lot of the time, depending on where you experience bloating, so for a lot of people it'll be below the belly, some people might be around the belly button. Uh, sorry, so I'm saying belly button. And some people will be upper, um, like above the belly button. All those things will have a slightly different cause. But for most of us, it'll be a bit lower down. If you just focus on that part, you're like, why am I bloated? It's obviously there, right? The problem is there below the belly button or around the belly button. So that must be the cause. But if you just go up a little bit to your stomach, like we said before, if you have a low stomach acid or you have what we like to call poor quality stomach acid which is no reflection on you as an individual you might just have it you're not able to break down those foods so then as we've said before you eat those foods your stomach acid isn't good enough to, sorry i don't want to bring any childhood trauma back of you're not good enough it's not you it's your stomach acid okay but maybe your stomach acid isn't adequate enough or isn't able to function as well as we'd like so it doesn't break down the foods so then those foods go into the you know into your gut into your intestines causes gut damage and then causes inflammation which causes bloating right and also i mean depending on the type of ibs that you have if you do have maybe let's say constipation predominant ibs i mean it goes to you know it goes about saying really that if you have constipation that doesn't mean that you don't have any waste to get rid of it just means that the waste is stuck there right 
So that's obviously going to cause some discomfort, some bloating and also possibly bacteria to ferment even more. So those are the kind of, you know, main ways we'll look at in terms of what causes bloating in the first place. But before we look at why bloating is so common in women with IBS, let's have a look at a couple of things that can reduce bloating. Just so we know, we've got a few things in our arsenal, right, that we can use. We don't need to worry too much about it. We can utilise some of these tools. Obviously, avoiding triggers <laughs> is going to be the main one, which is why, as we've said before, it's so important to get to know your body and understand what your triggers are. Just do a bit of uh, retrospective analysis. So, okay, I was bloated this weekend. Or what did I do differently this weekend that I didn't do last weekend? Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, ate loads of soya. Or I went to bed really late and I've been quite stressed. You know, that kind of thing. Just looking looking back at what was maybe different than than normal than when you're not bloated. Generally, honestly, I just think the two-hour rule um, uh, is most effective for me, sorry, the 12-hour rule, not the two-hour rule, the 12-hour rule. So we've we've touched on this again before. The 12-hour rule is having 12 hours away from food, which I like to do last meal versus first meal of the day, right? So I, I'm not I'm not one for fasting. I, I don't I don't believe in that shit. But <laughs> we won't go there because it's I don't know a bit controversial. Some people love it, and if you do, fine. But this is kind of like fasting, but not. So it's basically giving your digestive system a 12-hour break from food. So it has time to relax, calm itself, repair itself, rather than being constantly overburdened with food and like, you know, that's just going to cause more damage, right? So finishing your last meal, say 7pm, having your first meal of the next day at 7am, that's 12 hours your gut's had to, to calm down, right? And repair itself. So that's something definitely, definitely, definitely that works for me. As we've said before, obviously, if you've got any issues like diabetes or whatnot, don't try that. Uh, but also small and regular meals versus big meals. And I would definitely say based on your individual kind of circadian rhythm, this will be very specific to you. But generally, do you get really hungry in the morning or do you get really hungry at night? Like, When is your time when you would eat more? Because if you eat small meals throughout the day, that's going to, you know, not burden your gut in one go as much as having really large meals. If you find that you're actually more hungry in the morning, but you maybe just don't think about it as much because you're so busy in the morning, having a bigger meal in the morning and just avoiding having a really big meal late at night, because what's it going to do? You know, what do you do at night after you've eaten? You just sit there, right? It's not really being encouraged to move for your system. And again, if you're then going to bed, you don't want a huge heavy meal sat in your stomach and your gut, like trying to digest when actually you're probably just going to bed. I really feel like we eat meals the wrong way around. Like we should eat a huge meal. Okay, I say huge. That's all all relevant I guess but we should eat more probably in the morning because we're going to burn that off and we're going to need that energy throughout the day then medium at lunchtime and a small meal at night but we just do the opposite usually right so those are things that you can do to reduce bloating but why is bloating so common in women with IBS okay maybe this is obvious maybe not hormones hormones play a massive role in our gut health and our gut health regularity so why do we get bloating at certain times of the month? Estrogen and progesterone have a massive impact on our gut health, right? So specifically those hormones. So when we have high estrogen and low progesterone, we get water retention, which can then be or feel like bloating. So estrogen causes fluid retention. So it like, you can't say causes, okay, encourages fluid retention. So holding onto water. Whereas progesterone is a natural diuretic. So it makes you pee it out right it makes you get rid of water more 
So it goes without saying that if you have high estrogen, low progesterone, which you will have at you know a specific time of the month, then you're more likely to be prone to bloating. Like you'll have premenstrual bloating, right? Have you noticed that? But also if you have problems in your gut, because your gut has hormone receptors, so it has receptors for estrogen, for example, like, yes, your gut really does have it all. <laughs> like, this is amazing. We really need to work on our guts, right? Because they literally just do everything for us. If you have estrogen receptors, for example, in your gut, well, you do have them, but if they're damaged or whatever, it can actually make you feel more sensitive to bloating or more bloated than you actually are because of the impact that the hormones have on your gut. So you might actually feel more bloated or feel it more than you actually have it if that makes sense so physically maybe not that bloated compared to how it feels it feels really intense but also if you have IBS which I'm assuming that you do because this is why you're listening to this podcast right maybe you just came to window shop I don't know you just want to know a bit more about it but probably you've got IBS or IBS symptoms if you have IBS that's indicating there's some kind of issue in your gut right maybe you have a slight bacterial imbalance or something like that or inflammation because you then have estrogen receptors and hormone, you know, your hormones are regulated in your gut, those hormones are probably then going to be affected by the dysreg- dysregulation in your gut, which is going to possibly mean that your hormones are then dysregulated, which then is possibly going to mean they impact your gut more. So it's kind of like a repetitive cycle. So without healing your gut and clearing your gut out, your hormones aren't going to be regulated. So they're just going to be like hormones on steroids, right? They're going to cause it even more because you have gut damage so then you have hormone damage so then the the things that your hormones cause like bloating premenstrual are going to be even more significant for you than for somebody who doesn't have a damaged gut because someone who doesn't have a damaged gut has a really healthy gut is going to be able to regulate the hormones better is that making sense it's late it's late i feel like hopefully that's making sense but i'm sorry if it's a bit confusing so we're obviously going to have to look at how to clear our guts, how to support our guts and how to help them become healthier so that our hormones aren't so dysregulated, right? So that's why a lot of us will have bloating so much worse um, when we're women or when when we menstruate, right? When we have those hormonal cycles. And obviously it's a whole different kettle of fish when we start thinking about birth control and the impact that has on our gut especially if you take the pill I mean we'll do a whole different segment on that a different time but that's going to have an even you know possibly potentially even bigger impact on your gut health I know it definitely did for me um than if you just have a natural um hormonal cycle but what is some of the worst advice someone could receive so we said at the top of the episode we're going to look at the worst advice (laughs) that's given for people with IBS so this is something that (laughs) I was actually told and I really hope that you've never been given this advice but let's we're going to debunk right in some of these episodes we're going to look at debunking some of this absolute crap that some people are told about bloating or about IBS so when I was younger it was suggested that bloating is caused by water retention well we kind of just said that that can be true right if it's to do with estrogen your estrogen is out of balance then it can be water retention so what was I advised to not drink as much water And I've actually heard people say this, like, oh, you need to drink less water. I'm like, what do you mean? Okay, people generally, we don't drink enough water, I think, in general. But what do you mean by less? What, none? (laughs) No water? Obviously, that's going to have a massive impact. It's going to make your gut really unlubricated. Like, it's not going to be able to pass stools and things like that. It's going to cause a constipation, potentially, and cause even more problems. But also, like, babe, if you're not drinking enough water, 
like your body runs on water right you can get things like kidney stones like uh, just so many things awful 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 so if you hear someone say well maybe you should try drinking less water because it's causing possibly your bloating then yeah water retention can be a contributing factor to bloating but that's not because necessarily you're drinking too much water obviously it depends on how much you're drinking right but it could be like we said you're drinking an adequate amount for your body and what it needs but you have maybe i don't know imbalance of estrogen right which causes you to retain that water more so actually what you need to do is look at gut work repairing your gut and estrogen and hormone balancing not avoiding the water like that's not going to do anything good for you in the long term and also it could obviously make it worse right because like we said water is going to lubricate our guts and if we don't have a lubricated gut we're not going to be able to digest things and it's just going to slow down the digestion and then everything's just going to sit there and clog up and cause a lot of problems so with that being said (laughs) that's it for this episode so in this episode we have discussed what actually causes bloating in the first place how to reduce bloating and why your menstrual cycle has such a big impact on bloating and if you did enjoy this episode you found it useful as always like and subscribe so that you never miss an episode and I'll see you next time